0: The following is a 5 for 2 production. Mama, please let me go to...
1: episode T of Ticket Stubs. T for Ticket Stubs, Todd. T for Ticket Stubs, T for Todd, T for treasonous traitorous Trump. I didn't mean it. I told you this might bleed into a what the hell was that episode. I'm trying to hold back.
0: You just can't help yourself sometimes, Todd. Now, of course, uh, by the time this airs, uh, all that election stuff is two weeks behind us. But uh, it's, it's
1: like it's like Trump in a debate. He just can't keep his mouth shut for two minutes straight. I'm, I can't do it, folks. Sorry.
0: Okay. Well, we don't want everybody turning off this episode before we ever even get into it, you know. But uh, this will air on episode, uh, November the 15th. 15th. Um, we are, of course, recording this on um, October the 8th. So, we would be remiss not to mention that yesterday uh October the seventh uh as we take this, we did lose one of the greatest, if not the greatest uh guitar player of all time mr eddie van Allen. so
1: so we'll, we'll we'll be doing a tribute show to eddie uh in the in the upcoming weeks. So, and and plus, we really didn't have that many other V's to talk about anyhow. I mean, uh, it's not like <laughs> yes. you get a half hour out of the violent fems. So, uh, so two weeks from now,
0: uh, a very special episode of What the Hell is That as we uh, talk about Van Halen.
1: so we'll, we'll burn a candle and get some pictures of uh, Valerie Bertinelli back when she was still thin.
0: I, I said this today to a friend, and I will stand by it. They are the power couple of rock and roll, even to this day, even though they're not together. Just... You go back and look at those old pictures of those two. God bless him. God bless him. But uh, Todd, uh, I, I I broke the streak. I went to a live concert this Get week. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> what, what, was it held at a Trump rally or something? <laughs> it, was
0: about, it was about one step shy of a Trump rally, maybe, in, in, in your eyes, possibly. But it was actually a family event. really was. They didn't even sell beer. So you're probably you're probably like, what kind of a concert? It doesn't sound yeah, that's there. that's not a concert.
1: That's a that's a that's a church function.
0: Okay. Anyway, Heather and I went to uh, to uh, Bull's Gap, Tennessee, and we saw the Hazard Fest. John Schneider's Hazard Fest. Uh, got, got, got my shirt on here. Yee-haw! He's just
1: a good old boy. <laughs> Woo hoo! Yeah. Ever in, no harm. <laughs>
0: So we saw John, uh, saw uh, Cody McCarver uh, from that band Confederate Railroad. You know, they've had some troubles <laughs> with the whole cancel culture. Uh, and then uh, Way Jennings, uh, Waylon Jennings' grandson. Oh,
1: yeah. All right.
0: so it was a good day. But, hey, the COVID watch is on for John Snyder because he stood in the sun for f- seven hours, Todd, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., never took a break signed everything for everyone i mean the line never stopped they had to cut the line off at five o'clock so the guy could walk over and play his fucking show <laughs> he hugged everyone no masks no social distancing yeah, he's gonna be so, dead in like three weeks <laughs> So we'll see but he could, he, he could be dead by the time this airs well, well, we'll you never know but I don't all right so, so let's let's, anyway. get,
1: let's get to the main topic tonight that's so. right. It,
0: we are up to T. I just, yeah, it did feel good, though, to be back at a show. So hopefully, hopefully normal will return a little more as we go on. But anyway. Uh, um my list,
1: I've only got about maybe a dozen. And to be honest, only two or three are story worthy. I got. I got so, few, uh, so we'll kind of. If you, if you just want to, you, you, you want to go first or I'll go first, we can kind of knock off some of the just little quick mentions and then we can get to the, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, we just got to go down. Go down the line as we have before, but um, a quick mention here, I'm going to give a shout out to start off, because alphabetically it's first, to a local boy, a guy that's uh, from uh, New Albany here in near Columbus, Um, and I'm really surprised, being the trucker's fan that you are, that you haven't caught this guy's bug yet, but a guy by the name of Aaron Lee Tazjan. Uh, Went to see him last year, and I mean, just mind-blowing. Great guitar player, you know, great songs, great, you know, hooky songs, and just... Re- really cool. So give him a shout out. Uh, there you go. local boy making good. He's a, uh, it's kind of a, a, making a name as a producer. Or your local
1: musicians folks. That's
0: right. Well, you know, he's, you know, he's making a little name as a producer too. You know, I think he's produced some Lydia Loveless and some two cow Gar- some of the guys from two cow and stuff. So, so anyway, Aaron Lee, uh, what do you got for me first here?
1: well all right i'm not i'm kind of gonna skip around. all right first one's tesla but that that's a, that's a good story i want to save that okay. for later so we'll, we'll, all right
0: we'll put a pin in tesla
1: then we'll, right. we'll bump off tesla for a little later DJ okay. thomas got to throw it right right. out there raindrops falling on my head
0: Nice, yeah. nice. uh
1: that saw him good. i saw him open for john denver uh in okay. hershey very
0: good very good
1: uh, that was I was kind of say, that was one of the shows that as dad says i used to i used to call the ones that don't count I was going to
0: ask you if that was the John Denver show that you mentioned that didn't
1: count. Yeah, so. yeah look, looking looking back, I'm, I'm glad my folks dragged me to that one. So, <laughs> BJ Thomas, we'll get, throw a little shout-out. Uh, uh, speaking of local Columbus bands, no longer exist, but I'm sure you saw them. I know I saw them. They were a big influence on our good buddies, Watershed, who hopefully will be making some sort of appearance, maybe from the drummer or somebody sometime in the future. But the toll, the yes, toll. Yes,
0: yes. I've got them further down on my list, but yes, um, Patel, Uh we had tried, kind of told half of toll story here before, because if you remember, they were supposed to open the Metallica and Cult show at Buckeye Lake. Yeah. Right? And the, I think they had an ad, Matt made well, it that, that's him. that's and the
1: one I know. showed up for. I was supposed to be on the guest list. They said, no, I'm sorry, I wouldn't allow you your name.
0: But yeah, somebody at the last minute was like somebody from Metalist Manager was like, uh, "Yeah, no local bands," and they're like, "We're signed together. And It's like we don't care, no local yeah. bands, uh, no I local bands. But I did see the Toll once um, uh, headline the Newport. It was it was a great show. I mean, did
1: I saw him play the little side stage of the of the Newport one time. That was great. He's walking on top of tables and just yeah. I mean, I, they were a rocking band. I, I saw I saw the Toll at Apollo's. Uh, you know,
0: I think, um, one thing that really worked against the toll was didn't they release like a 12 minutes? Well, a seven
1: minute single to start, uh, (laughs) you know, about the plight of the Native American. Well, it's a great idea, uh, if you're U2 or, you know, Bono personally, but, you know, maybe they should have started with that three-minute single you never i don't i'm not second guessing but it was, you know it
0: was called jonathan toledo and people people from ohio jonathan toledo hey they're gonna sing a song about toledo they're from ohio but what, what's this indian yeah. stuff
1: <laughs> all, right, so, all right so the toll uh alan to saint god bless him god rest okay. his soul
0: that's a, i'm sure that's something you saw in new orleans
1: actually i saw him with elvis costello Okay. Uh, in Columbus, as but I, I did see him in New Orleans as well at a jazz fest. So I, you know, I'm glad to say that I I saw the legendary Alan Toussaint before he passed. So that's okay, that okay. would have been.
0: I want to um I want to mention something. Occasionally, we have mentioned like in our O episode, things that aren't necessarily concerts, but are you know events. I want to mention something that's kind of an Ohio institution here, and my first ticket in my stub collection, technically before uh, a show that we will talk about in two weeks, which was my actual first show. Uh, Is for an Ohio um, a play that we do here in Ohio called Tecumseh. Uh, It's all about the Indian chief, and um, I've I've been to see it several times. I just had a a few quick mentions. If you don't know,
1: folks, Kevin is quite a history buff, uh, you know.
0: But um, what I wanted to mention is I got a couple Tecumseh stories that you will find funny. On my second show, my first show, my sister took me to when I was very young. uh, That was the red ticket I showed you, um, but. uh, I got this, uh, you know, I got the program here, and, and the guy who played Tecumseh signed it for me. I recently, just out of curiosity, looked this guy up. I was like, whatever happened to this guy's acting career? Well, he's a he runs a contracting business in New Jersey. Like, you know, he'll come and, like, build your house for you. So, anyway, yeah. Now they're like,
1: Michael. hey, Tecumseh, can you get your ass over here?
0: Big <laughs> <laughs> me Mickle, shout out. Uh, and uh, the second time I went, Todd, uh, we went with the family, and uh, – uh, my brother and my girlfriend at the time were in the gift shop beforehand, and my brother comes up to me and says, "Hey man, uh, I don't know about you, but those those peace pipes over there that, that you know they sell Indian paraphernalia. He's like, those peace pipes look pretty cool." So I go over, buy one for like five bucks. Me and my girlfriend head out to the parking lot before, the and you know, put it to use.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he was gonna join you or something. Huh?
0: No. And then one time, uh, this uh, well, we can move off at of Tecumseh, But one time uh since you're wearing your joe biden shirt here this is a little political one time we actually sat next to uh governor taft at uh, no kidding no kidding uh it was funny because during the intermission there were all these little kids lined up with their uh with their programs uh to get a signature you know and it was so funny because we were sitting like literally on one side of the aisle right at the aisle and he was sitting at the other so the aisle was between us so all these kids are lined up and we hear one little boy ask the other guy uh, like ask his friend he's like who who are we waiting to meet? <laughs> He's like it's the governor of.
1: Ohio. So, Who's that?
0: <laughs> so anyway, that's neat. But anyway, all right, we can get back to rock and roll. I've uh, I've uh, trickster, I trickster. I never saw trickster. I did see. Uh, you, didn't, P-
1: you didn't need to.
0: I saw PJ Farley from Trickster once uh, do kind of a solo thing. He was opening for um, Stephen Piercy from Rat. But uh, so that's the closest I ever got to see, uh, seeing Trickster.
1: Derek Trucks band.
0: I have not seen Derek Trucks band, but I have seen Tadashi Trucks, the act that he does with his
1: wife. So, all right, so we 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 can do both of those. Yeah. They're 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 one of those bands. Now, you know, if you like the Allman Brothers, obviously you, you know who uh, uh, Butch Trucks is. Uh, and yeah, I was going to say Trucks... he's got that
0: Allman, Allman Brothers pedigree. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now I've seen the Allman Brothers with Derek Trucks and with um, oh who's who who was the guy Warren from... Haynes. Yeah. Okay. pains yep, yep. uh and i saw him when um <laughs> now no, i'm getting as bad as biden with my memory uh <laughs> uh with uh dickie betts okay you know that's still in the, the band so, the, the so that, that's a, that's about as close to like the original almond band brother you know Al- almond brothers band as you can get you know so right, right. Uh, besides you know before dwayne died you know right. so
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, so yeah, so
1: that they were a good one. Um, okay. Trombone Shorty.
0: Trombone Shorty, right on, right on. Uh, I have not seen Trombone Shorty, but uh, I know you. Uh, you sent me a CD of some trombone. Rocky's shorty. getting feisty. Ah, nice, Mister Bill. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, Trombone Shorty. I'm sure that's another uh, New Orleans show that you've seen.
1: Well no, actually no i I saw Trembone shorty uh play with lenny Kravitz's band when 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 lenny opened for aerosmith twice oh oh he was actually in lenny's band yeah yeah oh, cool saw him in lenny's band uh no i've I've seen him solo many times i saw him uh I, I saw him do a solo uh, um festival gig with Jason Isbell uh in Tampa uh one weekend while I was living down here um so I've seen, him, I've seen him solo in, in, in other areas that I've seen him on the big stages. I've seen him down in New Orleans. I've seen him at, he, he blew me away at Jazz Fest this last time I was there, 2018. Yeah, so if, folks, you, if you if don't know who trombone shorty is, go educate yourselves. <laughs> Have you ever seen the
0: Talking Heads, Todd? Did you see that? No.
1: Okay, and I, to be honest, never really wanted to. I was not a big fan. Okay. And uh, look, the, the Ramones were the best fucking band out of Stevie Jeevies, period, well, end of story. I'm glad you yeah. mentioned
0: that because that's what I lead into. I saw three out of four of the Talking Heads as the Tom Tom Club when they played with the Ramones, who we did talk yeah. about uh, a few weeks ago on our epic uh, R episode. So kind of kind of mentioned that already. But um, Shauna Tucker, uh, we talked about yep. her back uh, on. Uh, I saw you know the big uh, epic show in Georgia with her uh, when we talked about John Neff. So uh, now, folks, this- if
1: you don't know who Shauna Tucker is. Uh, then you probably don't know who the drive-by truckers are, and if you don't know who the drive-by truckers are, pull your head out of your ass. What are you a fucking moron? Did uh, you see?
0: Um, we'll we'll know by the time this airs if this actually happened. But did you see the um petition to get the truckers on Saturday Night Live this week? No. Yeah the the guy who is going to play this is all this all ties into the truckers. The guy who is going to play on Saturday Night Live this weekend.
1: As a country dude, that got kicked off, right?
0: Right, but before, he was kind of known to Isbell fans before because he's the guy that took Cover Me Up and actually made, he covered Cover Me Up by Isbell right. and made a big country hit out of it. Like his version of Cover Me Up is was the bigger version than that most like modern country fans know.
1: Which so they're fine.
0: So anyway, I thought it was really good karma that he got busted for not social distancing and they kicked him off the thing. So anyway, I think the petition. I agree with the petition. Drive by Truckers have two albums out this year. Uh, the new one is very relevant to everything that's going on. Um, put them on now while it's you know while it matters. So anyway. Right. All, right, it, we, that's all right. So is it going to happen or what? We'll know by the time this airs. We'll know uh so uh
1: uh, by the time this airs either either i'm gonna be uh you know jumping for joy or i'm moving to canada so i i we we better wrap this shit up you know in the next couple weeks i
0: I may have i may have to feed you sedatives to get you through episode z um or, or or vice versa um, I wanna mention this. Uh you you laugh sometimes at the metal bands I bring up on the show, but I gotta bring this one up just so I can show the cool t- I'm assuming
1: you gotta bring up testament somewhere along the line.
0: Oh yeah, I actually have testament stories, so we're gonna put the pen in them as well. All right. But um I wanna mention this band, uh you 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 sometimes get a kick out of the names of some of these metal bands. Three inches of blood. <laughs> but look at that cool Yeah, t- there's
1: there there's a show you're not getting me to.
0: Look at that uh, cool yeah. look at that cool ticket though. My shout it's out to cool my buddy Woody. That. You you know Woody from uh, Starwood Productions here in town. He does a lot of the shows at the Rivar Room yeah. and uh, Ace Cups. He always does he always has an artists do really cool tickets like that. So shout out to Woody there. 3 inches of blood. Um, That's all fired up. Did you ever see um, a band that were huge in Canada but never really made it here called The Tragically yep. Hip? Never what saw them. The Tragically Hip. No, never saw him. I,
1: thought, you're gonna, I thought you were going to say triumph and you're going to make me cry. Uh, well, that's for later. I've
0: got a pin in that. Uh, to make, Don't make me cry. Make triumph with to make. A triumph story. Um. No, the Tragically Hip—they were like really huge in Canada. Like they're like the next biggest band to Rush up there. But they the name
1: alone it. just turns me off. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I well, wouldn't want to be at a Tragically Hip concert. Sorry.
0: Well, you would. You you will never get a chance to anyway because their uh, singer um, sure Gord County, passed away a few years ago from brain cancer. So uh, uh, it was it was kind of a big deal. But Stay th- out
1: of Canada. There's something up there.
0: The Prime Minister of Canada cried uh, when Gord Downey uh, uh, died. But anyway, I saw them one time. I worked the <coughs> show, and it was my job to run the spotlight. So, literally, my job was literally to just throw the spotlight on Gord Downey and follow him around the stage all night. All right, what do you got next?
1: I'm, I'm running low. I, like I okay. said, I got, the,
0: test, well, I got well.
1: the Tesla story. I got the George Thurgood story. Uh, okay. Tina Turner. Okay, what about Tina Turner? Tell me about Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. Are in Columbus with Lionel Richie. Wow! Now, folks, you know you've seen some, some really good double bills in the in the telling in the stories we've told them. Look, I'm telling you right now, this is this is one mom and dad wanted to go to, and they came out from Pennsylvania. I got the tickets. We had good seats, <laughs> and uh, we were probably some of the only white folks in the crowd. But it was it was mixed. It was relatively mixed, but uh, but still, um, Lionel Richie was fucking phenomenal. I mean, he was beyond dancing on the ceiling that night, folks. He, you know, he was telling jokes. He was, he was ripping on himself. He, he was having a good fucking time. And, you know, of course, they played Brick House. Come on now, you know. And, uh, you know, he, he busted into some Commodore shit, you know. And uh, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Tina Turner, who's very similar to, like, someone like Cher, who, you know, she's iconic. She's a legend. But she does about 27 different costume changes and there's, like, 30 different dancers on stage who all get their own dance solos and whatnot. I,
0: I saw Cher last year. We didn't touch on it in episode C. But, yeah, same thing. Like, she does a song, and then there's, like, a musical number yep. where she's not, you know, participating. Get some
1: oxygen. Comes back right. out.
0: <laughs> changes clothes.
1: So, I mean, again, I, I'm, again, that's just one of those legends I'm glad to say I saw. Like, you, I did not get to see Aretha Franklin at the fair that last time around. And yep. I am so bummed that I did not do it. And again, that's one of those, you know, always go to the show situations. Uh, so I'm just glad that I got, I can, I can check off Tina Turner off my list. So, right, so uh, God, God, bless God bless Tina. God bless Tina Turner.
0: Well,
1: I got a I ha- I had a chance to see Ike Turner, uh, at Memphis in May, uh, in 2000, but it was the same, uh, time slot as the Almond brothers and the Foo Uh, Fighters. And I was just fighting to get a beer at that point. So I, I, you know, I I totally missed Ike Turner. I should have seen that one, but, um, I, I I, I got one more local band Okay. probably on your list as well. And then you can take it for the rest of the show. I was going to say it's
0: going to be, it's going to be story time here for a minute for me because I do have a few, but I, I can, you know, I can compartmentalize so two cal, two, them and, and
1: run down. Ducal Garage is, I hate to say this, even more popular than Watershed, which, you know, I, I love them both. I love them both very, very much. They're two completely fucking different bands, two completely types of different people, uh, and types of different music. That being said, love them both equally. And I find it amazing, Kevin, that when I go down to Athens, Georgia, down to the drive by truckers homecoming shows uh how many people from all over the country and the world know who the fuck two cow garages oh dude our one one of our truckers buddies gary out in Iowa, he
0: loves two cow garage you know he's bought all kinds of the shane you know he's bought all kinds of, the of the shane stuff seen that yep yep yep. and i mean just you know sees them every time i think they so
1: i i that. wish i wish watershed had that kind of national you know popularity even if it's underground whatever you know
0: Shout out Mike and Shane to Cal Garage. Uh, God
1: bless them both. And, and you know, all right. So what's the deal? Are they still together? Are they not together? Or, I don't know. You know. I
0: think they have disbanded, but far be it from me to say. I don't know either one of them. Yeah, I hope,
1: I offered them uh, fifteen hundred bucks to play my birthday party, and Mike had told me directly they wouldn't do it. So uh, you know.
0: Wow. So hmm, okay. Well. Hopefully, and no uh,
1: no offense, Micah, but I I didn't see anybody else offering you 1500 bucks for a gig anytime in the near future. So right. you know you might have passed out on that. You know missed out on that one. But uh, I yeah. love them. God bless them. Uh, I, I love their music. Some of it even just you know it makes me cry sometimes. It's so fucking good. Okay. Um.
0: Some of my uh, let's destroy time with Kevin here. I have a few. Here's one. Destroy time min-
1: with Kevin. All I right.
0: mentioned a few. Uh, I got my beer. More stay in the time uh saw them at the uh, casino remember i mentioned uh seeing fog hat out in the middle of the casino just there, everybody playing uh, I, I, I I don't know i as gonna see in but still
1: i that's you know dude
0: every let, let's just say um every time fan in columbus came to that show it was the most crowded show i have ever seen i mean in many venues let alone trying to like stand there you know squeeze it. And just, just the smell from Morris. the hair product alone, I would I just imagine. I want to see Morris. Yeah, I mean, he he did everything. You know, he you know wiped his checked himself in the mirror and everything. It was pretty cool. Got it. Got to say. Uh, got to say. Never got to see Prince. But I got yeah, me neither. Time, uh, Todd, What's the loudest show you have ever seen?
1: Uh, who kiss yeah. maybe? Okay, uh, the loudest uh, there, show. There, there was that drive-by trucker show in Pittsburgh that I still have a permanent ring from. So. <laughs>
0: Every time I'm asked that question or I talk about the loudest show, the loudest show I ever saw was Pat Travers at the Alros of Villa. Dude. Now it was so loud. Boom, boom
1: out goes your earplugs.
0: Dude, boom, boom out with my lights because it was so loud. I threw up. now, the twelve Molson Goldens that our buddy was Okay, me I mean may, may have had something to do with it,
1: Dude, folks. No offense, Kevin, you're a lightweight. If you're having twelve beers, I'm surprised you didn't end up in the fucking hospital.
0: <laughs> Dude, I just remember—I remember the security being very cool that night because it was an older Al Rosa show where they actually had tables on the floor, and I just remember. Sitting at the table, I think I vomited right there. And they did not throw me out of the show. I remember Will, like, no, that's my buddy. I'm going to drive him home. He's okay, you know. So, anyway. Pat Travers. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say it was the loud volume that made me sick. Never saw him. I never saw him. Um, Here's a guy. You talk about legends. This guy's a country legend. I'm glad I saw him before he went crazy. I saw him back when he was, uh you know, super popular. Randy Travis. Uh, I didn't know he went crazy. Oh yeah, he really wigged out. You don't remember him being naked fighting the police in a church parking lot a few years back? <laughs> Go Google that story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with James Brown, fucking smoking PCP. What was he doing?
0: But but anyway, yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, he wound up. I'll have to a, Google that shit. That's yes, I didn't know yes. it. Look look that up. He wound up naked in a church parking lot fighting the police.
1: So. Oh, Randy, I like that guy.
0: <laughs> but I remember at the time I saw him. Uh, At the time, it was back in college, and I just thought, now, today, you know, I'll go see anything any day of the week. You know, I might go to five different genres of music in a week. But back then, I thought it was very, like, funny or weird that I was seeing Randy Travis sitting third row at Vets, and the very next night, I was at the Newport seeing Megadeth and told that story uh in our m episode of when i got to do my big stage dive with uh,
1: but uh, that first taste of music kevin i give you credit for that so there you go right
0: on right on um a band uh there was a band back in the 80s uh, we talked about them in our s episode last week a sabotage but sabotage didn't really make it very big all the mountain king sorry Uh, sabotage didn't really make it very big but they kind of reconfigured and retooled things and and they they released this Christmas song on one of their albums uh, called um, uh, December 24th, uh, Sarajevo. And it got huge. And, well, they re-recorded it as the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And now there are two troops. Uh, they tour every year at Christmas. They're like the biggest, you know, concert draw next, uh, you know, Metallica every year. But I finally got to see TSO last year, one of the last arena shows I saw before uh, before COVID hit. So, uh, I I always I
1: imagined like Blue Blue Man Group opening for something like that, or you know, like I, I don't know. T-
0: TSO's cool, buddy. I mean, you know, it's just big bombastic heavy metal theater, you know. And then they and they work in a few sabotage songs for you know the the hardcore fans, you know. You, you got your you got your moms and dads, you know, with their kids, you know, for the Christmas thing and everything, and and you know
1: these heavy metal He's just up there shredding <laughs> yep. coked out of his head
0: <laughs> i don't know about that chris isn't Caff- jesus great at least uh the episode the the troop that we saw here the east coast troop um is headed by a guy named chris caffrey who was in sabotage uh that's you know there's members of Sabotage in each uh troop but uh anyway very cool jude uh give that guy a shout out that you know has,
1: has, kevin just on a side note has there ever been a band named trifecta
0: Hmm, I don't think so. That's a good Google, band name. You need to Google that and then trademark it. You know, I was shocked whenever I named my band Plowhorse that there was not another band called that, but there isn't.
1: So at least not yet. Right. Well, the the only reason I brought it up because we, you know, uh, Dad Dad and I play the horses every now and then, oh, and yeah. uh, and yeah, uh-huh. yeah, the, the, the last it. the last time around at the preakness here, I, I'm a little angry. Dad Dad and I Dad and I always pick two out of three on the trifecta. Dad Dad is good at it. he, uh, but he always gets two never gets a third so i try to figure out the alternative and get that third horse right mm-hmm. so on this particular race the uh long shot jesus's team right now i've got a team jesus shirt i'm thinking this is my horse so i put five bucks on this bucket to win again 30 to 31 odds long shot still without now had i been a little forethought i would have thought about the combinations of the horses, of the numbers, because the Jesus's horse was the number six horse. The number nine horse was a pretty good favorite. And the number four horse was uh, a filly that would would have been the first filly ever to win the Preakness. So I, I was interested in that one because I thought that one might have a chance. Four, six, and nine. That's my fucking birthday. I could have, I could have won the goddamn trifecta, and I just played my fucking birthday. But no, no, sorry. you should have.
0: Uh, I, I, in- I did, I did,
1: I did spend five bucks on the four horse to win, so I got sixty bucks back. Me and Dad lost about one hundred and twenty. So you know.
0: you should have had faith in Jesus. Though. I should have
1: faith in Jesus. <laughs> if I, if I, if I put five bucks on on Jesus to, to show, I would have made two hundred fifty bucks. Oh, yeah, but that's another story, folks. Where I look, I'll will save that for the what the hell was that episode? All right. Yeah, so exactly. how, many, how many more teams you got?
0: I've got quite a few, so I want to tell one good one here, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll just kind of round off the rest of them here. So after the break, but um, now you know, um, you you know uh, how Heather and I uh, love to uh, road trip. Uh, oh yeah, you know, take take a big trip every year. Well, been on field I always do almost a hundred percent of the planning. You know, Heather's very gracious, and just kind of lets me do my thing, grabbing the mic and, mat microphone. and everything out. Well, one, uh, in 2016, we were going to take a little trip out to see our friends at in Arizona, and uh, Heather and do some other things. And Heather asked me if she could plan the trip. She said, I'd like to you know, plan one. Tonight. She was very secretive on everything leading up to this trip, you know. She told me kind of some of the destinations we were going. And that's not like Heather. Yeah, she really wouldn't give me a lot of the details. Heather's
1: kind of talkative,
0: and it was what she wants to be. It was kind of making me nervous as we got close to the trip because I didn't know what the hell was going on, you know. So, but, but I, but I let everything ride, and I knew we were going to be going to San Diego, and so I had talked to our buddy Dave and asked him about some good breweries or whatever in San Diego, and he gave me a few recommendations. So, comes time for the trip, we make the run out and. As we're approaching California, she had still not told me where we were staying. So I finally got the hotel location from her so I put it in the GPS and, she's, and it's almost in LA. It's like Long Beach, it's like two hours north of San Diego. Why are we staying so far from San Diego? She's like, Oh, I got a really good deal on the on a hotel. Uh, you know, we'll have a nice drive down the coast tomorrow. It's okay. It's okay. All right, honey. You know, so. Next day, we get up. We take the nice drive down the coast, and we go to San Diego. We're at um, uh, Cabrillo National Park. Uh, Heather swears that we saw Danny Glover that day sitting in his RV watching the ocean. I don't know. Uh, could have been him. <laughs> but uh, but but it was getting close to uh, lunchtime, so I asked her, you know, we're down on the beach enjoying the day, and I, I said, honey, you want to go drive into town? and?" you know, into San Diego and, and check out one of those breweries that Dave mentioned, she she kind of gets this look on her face and she's like, oh, we can't do that. I'm like, Why? What's going on? She's like, "Um, because we're going to see Temple of the Dog at the L.A. Forum tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Temple of the Dog had reformed that year, which Temple of the Dog is Pearl Jam with Chris Cornell singing instead of Eddie Vedder and they had uh, reformed that year for a tour uh i think it was the uh anniversary of the uh, the 25th anniversary of the album and uh we all the shows had sold out i had not bothered to get tickets it had actually slipped my mind that they were still on tour believe it or not so this came as a total shock to me that day so so god bless you heather it was awesome i was like what what the hell are we doing here we got to get back up to la we're gonna get stuck in traffic going up the the you know the, the Good. So, but we went in, Todd. Uh, that day, when we got back to L.A., we went to El Segundo Brewery where I had a Stone Cold IPA, which I have uh, drank on this uh, show. And we went to Kiss Rockin' Brews for uh, for our lunch, our nice. lunch early dinner that day. And then we went to the show. We did not sit in our seats. We uh, we grabbed some seats behind um, Matt Cameron. We basically sat. Literally, like right behind Matt Cameron. So every time the lights would come on, and I would look out at the LA Forum, I was like, "Man, this is what it's like, you know, to to play the forum." It's like Peter Chris. Exactly, exactly. I had the Peter Chris, uh, the Peter Chris spot. So
1: anyway, well, was the so, last rest left. in
0: peace, Chris Cornell. I hope he's up there jamming with Eddie Van Halen. Um, and uh, that's my tip of the Dog story. So there we'll, you take go. A, we'll take a little break and.
1: Uh, yeah speaking of eddie i could use a smoke
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, right on go go have one in honor of eddie
1: plus rocky wants out he's he's biting in my biting in my ankles right now i
0: i, I could tell uh, i could tell there's something going on there but uh, all right we will be back with one more, more tea uh, and we're back with more tea tada i hope you appreciate that i uh dro- have dropped the numbers now from the episodes You know.
1: Look again. Uh, we uh, we're not doing another two-hour marathon like we did on on episode R. All right, buddy. So let's you know. So what, what else you got?
0: So this is episode twenty of Ticket Stubs. Um, all right. Uh, well, I have one. I'm going to save here just to, just to rub it in later. You know what that is. But uh, we we talked about Twisted Sister in our Iron Maiden episode. So yeah, I never saw yeah, him. Yeah, D uh, D was great. One of the best uh, opening act front. Rub it dancing, in. Fine, but uh. Anyway, uh, we, we've talked about that, and we also talked about D uh, last week in our S episode, so we'll go ahead and move on from that. Uh, I'm sure you probably never saw this band unless you may have saw them in an Oz fest. Did you ever see Typo Negative?
1: Maybe, okay. but Rest, certainly not on purpose. Okay.
0: <laughs> Rest in peace, Peter Steele. Uh, I got a couple funny uh, Typo stories. Peter Steele, was he was a comedian. I mean, he did not take. He didn't take the whole band, you know. They had a very serious, like, vampire image as far as the music went, but like his stage pattern and stuff was was very humorous. One one time I saw them, I, I mentioned how I I missed my last chance to see the Grateful Dead because my band at the time were supposed to open for Motley Crue at that uh, uh, Polaris Amphitheater. Well, we got rained out on the side stage, but one of the opening the opening act that day was typo negative and um typo negative have a song called christian woman and the the, the the sign basically the gist of the song is the girl is hot for jesus and because the guy looks like jesus you know she's willing to give him everything so the line of the song is jesus christ looks like me jesus christ so i come to that part in the song and peter still like first of all we want to this is the tour of Motley Crue with the other singer, Karabi. So, first of all, Peter Steele says, I'd like to thank our manager, Vince Neal, for getting us this gig. <laughs> and then when it came time for the Jesus Christ line, he sang, Tommy Lee looks like me. Tommy Lee. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. Another time they opened for Queensrÿche at Polaris, and they basically, um, they had themselves thrown off stage. They made it look like they were being thrown off as the opening act because he said sometime during, you know, obviously the Queensryche fans wanted nothing to do with typo negative. And so at some point during the show, he said, uh, we're going to be your annoyance uh, for the rest of the evening, but uh, love us or hate us, you've already paid us. You know, so at the end of their set, they dropped their backdrop. So you saw all of Queensryche stage. Roadies come out and started just hauling off their gear. And Peter Steele is like, he again made a joke about it. He's like, well, you get what you pay for, for $5 an hour. You know, he goes, looks like we need to get some new crew or stuff like that. And uh, then my last uh, typo story, Todd, is another one of the shows that I I didn't see. There was this festival. Uh, I've talked about the uh, OzFest riot on the show before in episode two. Uh, well, about six months before the OzFest riot, I was still living in Phoenix, Arizona, and I went to the KUPD Fest. KUPD, the rock station out there. Uh, well, they had a the big festival. Typo Negative were the headliners. Deftones were the band right beneath uh, Typo Negative, and then mm-hmm. there was the rest of the you know the, the bill. I can't even remember. I think Life of Ag, anywhere on the bill, some other guys. Anyway, so during Deftones set, the singer of Deftones literally started a riot. So not only did I see the OzFest Riot, but six months before that, I had already seen a riot. But he, he literally started a riot. I think I talked about it on the OzFest Riot on the Ozfest riot show. Chino Marino, the singer for the Deftones, he invited all of the lawn to come onto the pavilion. So the police showed up, riot gear. Go back to episode two. You can hear the whole story. I told you this story to tell you this, as you have uh, said before. Uh, in the paper, like the local, you know, entertainment rock rag the next week you know i picked that up and there's a review of the show they talk about the the show they shut down the show at that point typo negative did not get to play that day so they said that later on in a bar that night in phoenix the deftones are all sitting around drinking and boom the door kicks open they the the guy telling this story said it was like something out of a movie five long-haired guys in leather jackets you know standing in silhouette at the door and they the singer for Typo, or actually Johnny Kelly, the drummer for Typo negative, walks over and finds Chino Marino, the singer for the Deftones of the bar. He says, You motherfucker, (laughs) you know, we didn't get a play because of your loudmouth ass. So fucking punched him right in the nose. (laughs) They said Chino Marino just ran out of the bar, but they said the whole rest of the crew and the Deftones band and crew, they said it just turned into this big, you know, bar room brawl. So I Anyway, so that's that's sometimes happened in rock and roll, right? <laughs> You've been a few of those yourself, right, Todd? Never. <laughs> all right. Give me one of your two because I've got just a few more here. I've got some testament stories I want to tell. We,
1: um, all right, we're going to uh, talk about Tesla, which okay. is kind of which is kind of backs up to the poison story. So, okay. uh so just to kind of give you a little background knowledge here, right? So Poison was a band that originated in my hometown. Uh, there's another band called Kicks from Baltimore who also had Central PA connections. Real okay?
0: quick, I won't get you off completely, but because Eddie Van Halen, you know, passed away yesterday as we're recording this, um, on Sirius XM today Eddie Trunk was doing a special, you know, with um, you know, all these rock stars were calling in and Brett Michaels Actually called in and he told the story of his first Van Halen concert with Ricky at the Philadelphia Spectrum, and it was a pretty cool story, but anyway, I, I won't tell his story, but I just wanted to mention it since it ties it back to kicks and the spectrum. Well, so again,
1: this all right, so there there is this connection between kicks and poison because I saw Ricky and Brett open for kicks at my high school. Years later, I then saw Kicks open for Rat in Columbus, took the ticket stub from the show and showed it to the lead singer of Kicks and basically he said, I have no idea what you're talking about, get away from me kid. And so two weeks later then, which I told on The Poison Story, I got to meet Brett backstage at Buckeye Lake and uh, got to show him the ticket stub and he totally remembered, completely validated that asshole from Kicks. And uh, you know, so that, that was that story. Now that same day, the opening bands were Warrant and Tesla. Now I'd seen Warrant before with Poison. Dude, I, I think I saw Poison twice in '89, once in '90, once. I did I saw I saw Poison like six times in fucking five years. Yeah, uh,
0: my first Poison show we mentioned I was with Rat, and then I my first Tesla show was
1: opening for David Lee Roth. So Warren originally opened the tour with Poison, and then it switched over to Tesla. And then I saw the show at Buckeye Lake where they had both Tesla and Warren. So anyhow, so Tesla story. We're on the T's. Let's focus, Baker. Uh, So (laughs) right after I got after I got to meet Brett, uh, I'm hanging out in the backstage area. Now, folks, let me explain something to you. Backstage uh, at Buckeye Lake uh, was basically a chain link fence, right? You, you, you had everyone behind the chain link fence in the crowd. And then there was a chain link fence and about 30 people and, and, you know, the road crew and whatnot. I mean, so literally all it would take would just be one guy to go, you know, fuck this noise (laughs) and everyone would be backstage. So, uh, I'm hanging out there and, uh, and some, some of the dudes from Tesla come out and, you know, we're hanging out and, and uh and I, I got uh uh Frank Hannon and uh one of the other guitar players to you know give me a little signature and whatnot. And they were time time cool. key. key. And um and then I saw Jeff Keith wander over and I'm like, dude, I you know I want to talk to this guy, you know. He seemed always seemed kind of cool to me. And uh and as I did, some fucking lug nut security guy decides to be a tough guy, and says, oh, don't no, you know, oh, no, stay away from the artists, you know. It turns out this security asshole was the same fucking guy my freshman year who took my fake ID from me and said, you got anything with real numbers on it? Karma's a bitch, asshole. <laughs> so anyhow, so Jeff Keith says, no, no, he's fine, dude. Back off, steroid head. Fucking, you know, <laughs> Trump supporter. Yeah, sorry, Kevin. Uh, ah, yeah, sorry. I uh, don't don't edit it. don't edit that. i will, we'll get to the. I end. I
0: won't edit that. I'll say this though. At that time in history, Trump was a Democrat. So, well, that's
1: true. But he, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> anyway. He was still- all right, all right, all right.
0: Hey, back focus, to the story. Focus, back
1: back focus. to the story. Focus, focus, focus. So, uh, so Jeff Keith is a cool guy, and uh, and again, I, and I got my my little victory over that fucking pinheaded security asshole who took my. My fake ID—it was a bad fake ID. I mean, the, the numbers looked horrible; it, they really did. I, I mean, my buddy John McCarron made it for me before I went to Ohio State, and uh, it was literally one of the first bars I took it to, and the guy just looked at it. And, I, I actually said to the guy, "Can I have it back?" <laughs> no, nah, I didn't get it back. So yeah, all right. So that—that's my—that's my Tesla story. I got—I got one more, and then I'm done.
0: Okay, well, I got a couple more, so um, we'll save yours, and then. I'm gonna, I, I want, I want to end, I want to end with, with one, but anyway, it, it was not even all a right. story, but anyway, alright, you, you never saw Tool?
1: They creeped me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Their videos they, especially, didn't like them. Did,
0: did see them a few times, no, um, the main story I have about. Oh, no, this, wait, wait, wait,
1: didn't we see Tool at, uh, at, uh, fucking, uh, Rock on the Range?
0: We did not. We saw his other Maynard's other band, A Perfect Circle, on Friday night. Uh, but, okay. But my Big Tool story is that weekend because that was the big deal. He played with the Perfect Circle on Friday, and then Tool headlined a Sunday. Now I'm sure I've told you this story, but I will tell it here. But first, I wanted to go back a quick second on Tool. I did see him a couple times early in the career, like I saw him at Lollapalooza '93 on the side stage. Saw them headline out in Phoenix uh, on like their second album. Then I saw the first live concert after 9/11. Tool were scheduled to play in Dayton, Ohio, on 9/11. Obviously, that show got canceled. They moved the show to the to Nationwide Arena that Friday night. And it was the first uh, live concert. I think the WWE might have been the first live event on a Thursday night. You know, Vince McMahon had to get out there. But anyway, so goddamn, we need wrestling. So Todd, you will actually like this. So Maynard is a a veteran, of course. You know, he he served in like one of the Gulf Wars, the singer. But he's not uh, he's not a right winger by any chance, by any means. But at one point during the show, some kind of a USA chant, you know, got started. A bunch of people in the audience started chanting, USA. Maynard stop, like, stopped it. He said, hey, Mr. USA Chanters, might want to take a minute and figure out what happened before we do some cheerleading. You know, I, I remember, you know, but I remember like the calls to, to uh, the Blitz or whatever the next day. I walked out, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, what?" But uh,
1: anyway, well, then you're the moron for walking out of a good show
0: that you already paid for. Now, um, you know, there's a Tool Eddie Van Halen connection. We should tell this. This wasn't a show that either one of us saw. But do you remember last year that it was a kind of a viral thing that went crazy because Eddie went to a Tool show in L.A. with Wolfgang, and someone in the audience, like a kid, like a younger, you know, some guy maybe his late teens or early twenties, asked Eddie Van Halen to take his picture. With, he didn't know it was Eddie Van Halen. He's like, "Excuse me, sir, will you take my picture with the stage behind me?" And Wolf, of course, took a picture of that going on. It's like, "Oh my God, you know, this guy's asking my dad to take this picture. Has no idea." <laughs> but uh, anyway, my my big tool story is from Rock on the Range. Uh, two nights after we saw um, a perfect circle, so I go over on Sunday night time by myself, and you know, see what I can find in the parking lot. I'm walking up and, you know, I'm asking a few people in the parking lot as they're walking out, you know, hey, got an extra, got one, you know, not having any luck, but I'm getting closer. This, there's this guy, he's kind of creeping me out because he's just a few steps behind me at every every turn. Like I turn into the parking lot, he turns into the parking lot. I'm like, this, this is going to fucking mug me, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, I finally speak up. I'm just like, hey, man, uh, what's going on? he's like, uh, hey, uh, you, you need a ticket? I'm like. Yeah. He's like, here you go, man. He gives me a wristband. He goes, that's stadium access. I just got a, you know, these guys back there just sold me a feel. I'm like, Oh, cool, man. So we walk up, we chat the whole way, walking up. I walk in before him you didn't tell me story. And, and my, and they scan you. are in. So I walk up, mine scans, green light. He comes walking up right behind me scans. Walk, wall walk. red ticket security appear out of nowhere <laughs> escort this guy over to the box office <laughs> i i felt so bad you know i mean there was nothing i could do i'm already in the show i just kind of watched them walk him away and, <laughs> and all through the jewel show i just thought i looked out at, at the crowd just like man wonder if that guy ever got in so whoever you were dude wherever you are Thanks for the free tool ticket that night, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Probably the biggest tool fan in the world. He went home and killed himself. All huh? because you got his wristband. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: It's kind of like your Genesis story, except I didn't see, you know, he willingly gave me the ticket. <laughs>
1: yeah. He didn't purposely scam the motherfucker. <laughs> all right uh, uh, moving so, on from tool what else okay
0: you now you never I, i'm gonna tell you my testament stories now but you never saw testament uh again probably if not I'm not me,
1: on it, again if i did it was it no way, i saw it maybe i saw them with metallica or uh, i don't know okay. you know you probably saw not. the
0: sabotage testament nuclear assault show up in newport that was a big one back hey. in the day but but anyway I, I i could tell a whole bunch of testament stories but i won't but um but this was kind of funny. I like to show stubs on here, you know, because I'm not writing the book, so I'm not saving all mine and hoarding them. But uh, this is kind of funny. I was supposed to see testimony when I lived in Rochester, New York. Uh, Headline a place called the Penny Arcade, which was basically just a bar, and uh, White Zombie or White Z O <laughs> were oh, supposed hey. to be we're supposed to be the opening act. Uh, they canceled. Maybe they saw their name on the ticket and said, "If you can't spell our fucking name right, we're not sure. <laughs> no
1: I, I got a remember, Jimmy Buffett. I got a Jimmy Buffett take a stub with one T at the end. Oh, really?
0: Nice, nice. I always like uh, Jimmy Buffet. But uh, and there was a and there was a testament show. Todd once at the Newport where I watched Chuck Billy try to do a stage dive and no one caught the poor fucker, and he's a good guy. Bam! Show over. <laughs> Show's done. And then uh, in '94, um, when Doug Sexton and I were in unconfined and we went out to. uh, California for the Foundation's Forum, a heavy metal convention. I've talked about that before. Uh, And uh, uh, Chuck Billy actually was staying on our floor. And uh, he was there with a group called the Humboldt Headbangers. And uh, I don't know if you know what Humboldt County is famous for. uh, Even before legal weed in California. It's it's agriculture. (laughs) Uh,
1: Agriculture.
0: Right. Uh, And I remember we we got one of the shirts and Chuck signed it for us. And I remember it said uh, smoke all you want. We'll grow more. So, uh, Chuck Billy, cool dude. He also beat cancer, so we'll give him a shout-out there. And uh, he also has the Distinction Testament open for the last time I ever saw uh, either uh, Ronnie Dio and Lemmy. Heaven and Hell at Pittsburgh, um, whatever they call Star Lake Amphitheater now, but it was Heaven and Hell, Judas Priest, Motorhead, and Testament, so... You know Chuck Billy was fucking like you know loving that. I saw like an old uh, promo picture from that uh, tour online and it's the four singers. So, you know, it's Ronnie Dio, um Rob Halford, Lemmy, and Chuck Billy. You know, Chuck's not as legendary, but come on, Testament have been around since the early 80s. And of course, online, you know, half of the comments were like either bashing Chuck for not, you know, being worthy of being in the picture. Or one guy was like, well, that's a very nice Photoshop, but those guys weren't all in the same room at the same time taking that picture. <laughs> it, it always amazes me when, you know, people have access to the internet and they can confirm or deny any theory they may have and they just, you know, choose to believe bullshit. Anyway, I'm sure you have some kind of political joke about that, but I'm not going to let you tell
1: it. I'm holding my tongue, Kevin.
0: All right, all righty, Todd. Uh, why, don't you tell, uh, why don't you tell your big story, because I think we're uh, pretty much...
1: I, I only got one left, and it's about uh, one of the baddest mamma jammas in all of American rock and roll folks. Uh, you know, besides Ted Nugent, George Thurgood is probably one of the most iconic, american you know rock and roll guitarist he he may not have written the greatest songs in the world but you know him uh you know bad to the bone uh you know i drink alone the most redundant
0: song in rock and roll history
1: when i drink alone
0: i prefer to be by myself yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so again not uh Not the the greatest poetry in the world, but that's not the point. The point of a George Thurgood show is to simply have a rip-roaring good fucking time and let your fucking inner hillbilly out. I mean, a a George Thurgood show is one of the very few times that I can feel confident and comfortable in screaming out the words, yee-haw, all right? You know, and, and, and feel and feel comfortable in doing that. So, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Kevin. You're, you know, you're from Southern hey, Ohio. You, I had, I,
0: hey, I had a little bit of yeehaw on this weekend, this past week.
1: So, yeah, so I've seen Thurgood on a number of occasions. I mean, start, starting my, my first Thurgood show, I saw him in 1985, uh, really? When when Bad of the Bone just came out,
0: I have never um, seen him. I never, I never got to see George.
1: He's amazing, amazing. Wow. I know. It but is. again, it's one of those shows. You you know, you see Thurgood, you 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 see him. I mean, now he you know he he does the Chuck Berry duck walk. He does behind the head Jimi Hendrix. He you know plays with his teeth. He, did he do, You know, he does all the fucking act. I'm right? sure it's I'm sure it's fun as hell. And, uh, but I mean, you know, he does a lot of Johnny Cash covers the, does a lot of blues covers, you know, obviously, kind of
0: the, Hank, obviously the big Hank Williams, you know, cover, uh, you know, and, uh,
1: over. so yeah, I mean, moving on over. is absolutely. And, um, so, so I mean, I, have seen him several times at the Newport music hall over the years and generally speaking, a George Thurgood, you know, audience is pretty much on par with say like Leonard Skinner and Kid Rock. Right, so For Hazard
0: Fest. <laughs> a
1: lot of, or Hazard Fest. A lot, a lot of Confederate flags, a lot of bandanas, a lot of, a lot of biker shirts, a lot of Harley shirts, uh, you know, not a lot of PhDs in the crowd. There probably may be a couple, there might be a couple, uh, but uh, I'm just saying on, on a general basis, these people wouldn't want a spelling bee. So uh, I've, uh, I, I've had the show in Columbus at the Newport. My buddies, Tommy and Megan, coming to town. Tommy Tommy McDermott, God bless you, Tommy. And uh, and his girlfriend at the time, Megan, coming from Shippensburg. Uh, because Clutch was actually playing the next night at the Newport, which you were at that show as well. Um, and George was playing on Friday night. So, hey, you know, two for one, Bill. Come on out. We'll have some fun. So, Tommy and Megan came out. I had to work that night at my crappy, shitty job that I didn't want to be at anyhow. But I had to go because I needed beer money and so so they went with kevin down to the newport in one car and i met them down there and drove by myself separately right so we go to the show we have a good time now folks this is a heavy drinking crowd uh thoroughgood is a beer drinking whiskey drinking kind of crowd. so i was indulging thoroughly and uh you know i'm having a great time it's packed crowd I mean normally I would try to be on the floor for this but it was just so crowded we're just hanging off by the side by those little stairs that go down you know I'm talking about Kevin and uh, so good angle and at one point George says anybody got any requests now I'm you know that's a good what I'd say 100 feet from the from the stage Uh, I yell out cocaine blues (laughs) he's like i heard that you know so hey i got my request from george thoroughbould that night good request good
0: request johnny cash so the
1: the the show goes on it's fantastic you know um as we've talked about before the newport music hall if you ever want to meet an artist performing there all you got to do is stand out back it's as simple as that so right around the end of the show i kind of skidded off from bram and, and tommy and megan and probably didn't even say anything to him. But, I, you know, I, I figured I'd, I, you know, I'd be right back. And uh, went outside. And there was one other guy out there. Looked like he was much more fucked up than I was. And was probably thrown out for being that fucked up. And so just me and the drunk guy. And George comes out. And with this little security dude, they got the van ready for him. They put George in the back. And the drunk guy's yelling, hey, George! You know, Just not making no sense. And I said, hey, Mr. Thurgood, thanks for coming to Columbus. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Take care. You know. And George says something to a security guy and hands something to a security guy. Security guy comes up to me and gives me George's towel. <laughs> George's white towel. Way George's. towel. Wet yeah. stained yeah. nasty D W, you know T W. Yeah. Uh, Any infected towel, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, if, you're, if you're I, probably
0: were, immune. You're probably immune from COVID, Todd, just because that towel was presented to you.
1: All I, well, look, he, he. I was hoping for a T-shirt. I looked at him like a towel. Uh, thanks, thanks, George. <laughs> Appreciate it. Jesus, you know. But uh, so yeah. So I go back inside looking for Tommy and, and, and Megan and Bram. And they had already left. And so I'm talking to some people and I'm telling the guy, some guy this towel story. He's like, dude, my kid would love that. Can I have the towel? I said, take the towel, fine. So I get the towel up and uh, went back to my car, drove home. And again, now, you know, I've been a little drinking. And so I get home back to Bram's house. Now Bram lives in one of those you know duplexes. You the parking's in the back. I there's street parking in the front. I parked up front. I go up the front stairs, three stairs, up to the door, knock on the door, doors locked. I could have swore I heard music inside. I could have heard them talking and laughing and whatnot. So as compared to just use my fucking keys, I'm not now again, I'm drunk. Knocking on the door, let me in. Let me let me, you know. And I'm just getting angrier. And I'm like, God damn it, you can hear me. I I can hear you in there, motherfuckers. And as compared to being a rational, sober, thinking human being and just walk down back stairs to the back door, I jumped off the side porch. What I did not realize, now it was a three-foot, four-foot jump, tops. Not a big jump. (laughs) But there was a small flower garden mm, railed up next to it, which I did not realize in the dark when I jumped. So as I jumped, my ankle snapped in half, like a fucking twig. I ended up face down in between Bram's house and his neighbor's house in the yard, screaming like a little bitch. They had actually just gotten home. They had heard me banging. They were coming to the front door. They opened the front door as I was jumping off the porch into my own idiocy. So they found me on the ground. Thankfully, Tommy had some herbal medicine to take care of my pain. The ankle swelled up like a goddamn, it looked bigger than the fucking microphone. Uh, you know. But uh, it, it was purple, orange, yellow, nasty, no insurance, couldn't pay for a goddamn thing. And again, clutch was the next night. So, oh, you know, I God. went to the fucking clutch show with the broken ankle. And that's where I saw you. Uh hi- I was hiding, I was hiding up at the top of the newport, trying to stay away from everyone. I see just a shape coming at me through the dark. There's Kevin. Ah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my leg.
1: <laughs> Don't touch the ankle. So that, hey, that's so as they say, bad to the bone.
0: All right. Well, I mean uh We've 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 had some good stories of of your misery uh, at shows before, so why not end this one with? Uh, that's that's a great headline, a great headline story. So I'm just gonna scrap all my stories about the Van Tree. Nobody's ever even heard of them anyway. <laughs> Love those guys though, and I, I think I told the best one uh, in our Clutch episode anyway. But Todd, uh, there's one band I know you always wanted. How much time we got left, Kev? <laughs> We're, we're wrapping up. Uh, I, I, I know Todd, there was one band you always wanted to see and, um, well, you had to settle for seeing the lead singer solo. What? Because I got to see Triumph.
1: Yeah. You
0: bastard.
1: (laughs) I'm telling, I'm telling Trump jokes just for you bringing this up. You know this, right?
0: Triumph at the Ohio center, uh, September 26th of 1986. One of my first, Probably like my third show. At That's the mean, Center.
1: just fucking mean.
0: Sorry, man. Sorry, buddy. I saw Triumph, man. Like I got to see him. So Triumph, great fucking band. I told you, had to make me cry. <laughs> it was the Sport of Kings tour. Ingbay uh, Malmstein opened. The only time I saw Ingbay J Malmstein, you know Ingbay J, not to be confused with all the other.
1: All I gotta Malmsteen. say is, I if I ever meet David Coverdale, I'm kicking him in the nuts. <laughs> Because it's because of that fucking limey cocksucker that I never got to see Triumph at Buckeye Lake that year. Todd, you've told the
0: story already before. In the I know you're about... bringing up bad memories. Tell it again. Tell it again. Dan. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, not, t- I'm not telling it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why? Why didn't you get to see? Uh, why didn't you get to see Triumph, Todd?
1: I could see twi- Triumph twice. I I, ha- I won tickets on the radio for the uh, Thunder Seven tour, and I was in a play. In high school, and it had a major role in it. And as much as I begged my parents to let the goddamn you know understudy <laughs> take it for the weekend, now no, Todd had to be, You gotta keep your obligations. Go do the play. <laughs> Dude, my parents and four other fucking people showed up. I should have gone to see Triumph. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but then again, in 1988, right? Triumph had already broken up. They were done. And the only re- they were gonna do one last fucking show at Buckeye Lake. Opening for White Snake, but Buzz Knight, the program director from QFM ninety six, personal friend of the bass player for Triumph, talked him into it, and uh, and that jackass fucking White Snake lead singer, fucking David Coverdale, broke his goddamn leg motorcycle in accident in London. Show canceled. Last time, go done over. Still pissed. Thirty fucking years later. No, Dude, no, you all i gotta all i gotta say is uh you can't it, see them all unless i got something else to celebrate here in two weeks i'm, I'm gonna be real pissed i i you know Todd, you know.
0: what do we got for next week i, I got one band one fucking band for- i got you two yep i got ufo <laughs>
1: i got you two and ugly kid joe oh
0: okay i i have uh union underground no one ever heard of them and we uh, can bag on U2 for half an hour you know, see, well, you know, yeah, Bono, Bono is, what, a big, uh, a big uh,
1: piece of shit. Or we could just combine it, like, we, we, we do, like, 20 minutes on the use and just do, like, another 40 minutes for Eddie Van Halen, you know.
0: Anyway, I'm not calling Bono a big piece of shit for you YouTube fans. I was referring to a South Park episode. Save your hate yeah, mail. He was literally
1: save a two-pound turd.
0: Bono fans, save your hate mail. But, yeah, so, um anyway so I yeah i don't think there's a lot of
1: youtube fans watching this show
0: I, i've got an idea here uh since we're going to do a van halen special here uh in two weeks we could uh let's talking about the new. other shitty
1: v bands We right were yeah able.
0: we could throw exactly we could throw all our other
1: uh our, Vod, who gives a shit violent fans big deal My, you know velvet underground who gives a fuck about that band uh, you know, I saw Jimmy Vaughn. I saw Jimmy Vaughn. Well, we well, can just tell the goddamn story now. Get it over with. alright well we'll we'll be back next week with the fucking Can you USBs. dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I